Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am lucky, and I pressed record really quick, so that's why I'm. That's why I uh, I kind of got thrown off. I actually surprised myself with how fast I had to record that. I have a, uh, a Bible study to get to in a little bit, so uh, I started cramming this stuff in because I took a nap. Hey, you know what? Sometimes we need a nap. Sometimes, and uh, I uh, I went to sleep a little bit later than I should have uh, last night. And, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was just thinking about the other day that maybe I should, uh, once I get like health insurance and stuff, I should definitely think about like getting a sleep machine. Cause there's sometimes I feel mostly well rested, but I think that I'm wondering if like I can maybe get more out of it. You know, I'm a big guy, so, um, I'm pretty sure I snore. Um, I know that I used to for sure. And I know that especially when I drank, oh man, when I drank the snoring got loud, dude, like really loud. So uh, maybe something to think about. But anyway, uh, today we are going over to the addiction subreddit. If you guys are new here, basically this is what I do. I go to different subreddits that have to do with mental health and give uh, generalized advice. Obviously, I'm not a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or a grain of sand. Grain of salt? Yeah, grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I was trying to remember exactly which one that is. Um, or you can try and use it in your life however you may see fit. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I guess also for the newcomers that are uh, listening to this, basically, you know, addiction has always been something that I've, I just have a very addictive personality um, to things that are, I, I find that it's, it's to things that are easy um, and to things that, so I, I think it's more ease of access, right? Cause I, I used to do like 500 milligram edibles. Uh, that's not exactly easy to go through, but it's easy to access, right? Like you just have to go through the initial phase of eating this terrible brownie and then surviving the aftermath right <laughs> right so uh so yeah i i just i i just have a very addictive personality to you know things that kick dopamine up but you know i i think there's just so many aspects to my addictive personality that's hard to uh explain in just you know a little precursor to a podcast but just know that i have struggled with addiction a lot and still struggle a lot with addiction um anyway let's go to the first post here trying to quit vaping and it's so hard I started smoking at 12, and I'm 29 now. Ooh, 12, huh? At 22 years uh, years old, I was told I showed signs of early stage uh, COPD, so I quit smoking with the help of Chantix. For two years, I didn't smoke, but then I picked up vaping when I was 26, and it's been a habit ever since. The past week, I've been in a lot of pain, and my lungs really hurt. I'm hoping it's just a bad sinus infection, but I saw it's a great opportunity to quit vaping. Sorry, I saw it as a great opportunity to quit vaping, but I'm so angry right now. The withdrawals are so bad, but today was the first day in I don't know how long where I didn't wake up and throw up because of mucus drainage. Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. I know it's for the best and will save me a lot of money in the long run and my health will improve, but nicotine has been my crutch for more than half my life and I don't know how to just let it go. Yeah, so um, I never had a particularly bad nicotine problem. The problem was I used nicotine to wean off of other things, so when I came to Austin, right, uh, a couple times, not when I, not when I like lived here, but like when I came to visit a couple of times, um, you know, w w like with my friends for a convention, I mean, dude, I remember smoking a whole pack of cigarettes in like a day or two, something like that, because I didn't have weed. Um, it was the only thing like keeping me sane to a certain degree. And especially for somebody that's been doing it for what is it? 17 years looks like, uh, or sorry, uh, using nicotine for this long, your body's probably just so used to it. Like you'd need a long time to detox. Um, when we were talking about, Oh my God, I can't remember the girl's name, but there, there was a girl on Joe, the Joe Rogan experience or woman 
Um, and she was talking about this kind of stuff, right? <clears throat> the idea of these dopamine gremlins who are, since we have a, a teeter-totter in our brain that goes from, um, that kind of puts balance between pain and pleasure. Uh, when you have too much pleasure, it, it the, your body will automatically try and balance it out. So it'll put more into pain. But the the demons or the, what do they call it? The gremlins that, uh, the, I, I'll just call them addiction gremlins, right? The things that, uh, like the, that you're using your addiction for, you know, whether it be eating, whether it be uh, smoking weed, whether it be smoking uh, cigarettes or drinking or anything like that, uh, they're not the same substance. They're not the same substantial dopamine. They're not real dopamine. Okay, let's just put it that way. It's not real dopamine that you're feeling. You're yes, you are feeling real dopamine, but it, it's not substantial. It's not there to stay. It's not something that will um, continue. It's just something that'll stay there for the moment and then leave you. Um, you know, once the high is gone, once whatever's gone. Uh, so yeah, when you're trying to deal with this stuff, um, and then your own dopamine, uh, you know, your own natural dopamine production is, uh, stilted to a certain degree. So figuring out how to, you know, come to turn, come to terms with this is tough, right? You go, th because you do go through a bad mood change when you're, you're off, uh, you're off whatever you, you've been using as a crutch for this time. And listen, um, Maybe you may you you did some irreparable damage to your lungs. I'm not too sure, right? I'm not a doctor. I know some people who have uh, smoked cigars every single day of their life until they died at a hundred and something, right? It's very hard to tell. It's very very hard to tell who, um, you know, the way it's going to affect somebody. But the way that you're talking, it sounds like it's hit you really bad. The other thing about, um, especially like smoking things, so inhaling things, is I noticed that whenever I had a cold, I had it really bad. I typically have a cold really, really bad. And I'm actually kind of thankful that I stopped uh, smoking, um, you know, especially during the pandemic and stuff, because I feel like it would have hit me even worse. Um, and ever since I stopped smoking weed, I got, uh, you know, I got off my inhaler for the most part. You know, I was only doing it maybe like once or twice a year. Um, which, you know, if anything, that's, it's kind of a waste at that point, uh, because inhalers do, uh, do have expiration dates and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it was just, uh, you know, seeing, you know, seeing how I, it affected me just smoking weed, right? Like let's not even, uh, let's not even, you know, that's not even considering what goes into like tobacco or sorry, what goes into cigarettes. Right. Um, and what you're talking about with the with waking up and throwing up because of mucus drainage, I've never heard of that. That is pretty crazy. And I, you know, back when I used to work my um, my, it, so it was a nine to it was a nine to five it was a nine to six job, but it was nine p.m. to six a.m. Um, and you know, I used to see people that uh, smoked. Oh, so they smoked a lot, dude. They smoked a lot, and then I smoked with them too uh, eventually. So um, yeah when you've been used to something for this long, it can be tough. Figure out something that I uh, actually just released a video about forgiving yourself. One of the things that I, I one of the, the things that I mentioned was Steve-O's recovery, Steve-O from Jackass. When he was in recovery, one of the things that helped him get through it was skateboarding. He loved skateboarding. He loved doing like tricks and stuff. And, you know, he was a trained clown. So he loved the, the attention. He, 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 you know, constantly calls himself an attention whore. He loves the attention that things that, you know, he, well, he loved the attention that Jackass got him and all that kind of stuff. So when we're talking about, uh, when we're talking about 
recovery, you need something to fall back on that's not dangerous to you. So it can't be another drug. It can't be anything like that. It has to be something that is sustainable. I don't know. Pick up the piano. Pick up the... I, I say that a lot. It's just because those are things that I'm interested in. But at the same time, you know, it, it could be something completely different for you. Maybe you, you're into botany or something. Maybe you're like to garden. I, I don't know what that may be for you. Um, but that thing that you fall back on is going to help you uh, throughout your recovery. So best of luck to you. Um, hopefully the COPD does not come back. Uh, I had a grand, my, my grandfather had that and it was, I mean, listen, it, it's not like the worst thing at the age that my grandpa, my grandpa was at, but it, it's not the best thing. You're just hawking up things. And, you know, I, I, I felt like I got a little bit of it. Um, not completely sure, but I do tend to hawk things up a lot. So uh, I'm sure that's not just what COPD is. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. I just, that's like one of the big things that I absolutely hated about it. Um, anyway, let's go to the next post uh, here. It's titled, Hi, so I might have a problem, but I don't know yet. Um, so I'm just going to say this before we even get into the, the, before we even get into the post. Typically, what I find is when people think that they have a problem, they probably do. Now, it might not be the problem that they think it is, right? It might not be the problem. It might be another problem. It might be something not completely uh, that's that seems like it's it's correlated with whatever they're thinking it is, but you know th there's certain um, there's certain there are certain aspects to kind of reconsider in, but it just means uh, for sure that you this is something that you uh, that worries you right and that's good that's good that you get, you're getting caution signs whatever that may be but anyway let's get into this so I think I might be addicted to ooh uh oh I oh, okay this is not a good one. VR porn, sex in general, uh, sex in general, uh, caffeine, nicotine, snow, Adderall, and alcohol. I is snow cocaine? What snow? Uh, uh, I I thought I, I think that sounds like cocaine. I'm not sure. Snow drug, saying for pulverized substance of abuse, which can be snorted. Uh, so cocaine, but also heroin, amphetamine. Okay, so it can just okay something that's snorted for the most part. Okay. Um, so probably most likely, most likely cocaine and stuff. Um, anyway, let's go to it. So I also use Kratom and Fenny, but, um, not frequently or uh, fentanyl. Um, also the doctors have me on Effexor, Wellbutrin and Statera. I'm not going to try and even talk about any of that stuff. Cause I don't know what half of that is. Not sure why I'm posting this though, but I don't know. Oh, I forgot. I smoke vape weed daily too. Um, so with this um oh okay so uh it, he expands upon it uh, i mean at the moment i feel like i have it all under control but i don't know i do everything i'm supposed to pay bills work etc so i don't know so this goes under the uh the idea of and by the way you know that i'm i'm if you've heard me before you know that i'm very very against this term because i don't think it's i don't think it's completely real which is the idea of a uh of a functioning addict uh, you know, typically you talk about it with functioning alcoholism or functioning this, that, uh, but a functioning addict. I don't think that you can be addicted and you can be functional at the same time. Um, sure, you can be paying the bills, you can be doing stuff but like this, but ultimately I think that a certain level of dysfunction can go, uh, can go without crumbling for a certain, like, you know, a, a house with terrible, uh, with terrible uh, support can be up for like a couple of years right but eventually it's going to fall down the, the faults are going to show and the the house will crumble um so when we're talking about this kind of stuff just because you're still up and just because you are uh 
living life, it doesn't mean that you're functional. It, it just doesn't. Um, it just means that you're surviving. Uh, so you, that's something that you want to think about. This is a lot of stuff, especially, and uh, you know, this is really going to sound strange, but the VR porn thing is the thing that I, I'm mostly looking at because that is, starts to get into a, a whole nother world of, um, of getting, uh, of, um, what am I trying to say? Of escaping your reality, right? Um, so, you know, be, be careful with how far you, you go into the porn world, right? Especially with VR porn, that kind of stuff. Because um, you feel like you're in control. You feel like you're there. It feels so immersive. But at the same time, you can start to um, not get to the point of mania, right? Where you're replacing reality with whatever fiction is in your brain, but it can start to get to the point where you maybe, maybe that feels better than, especially with, with, with VR porn. Right. Um, and then you talk about all the other things. I mean, you're on a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm just going to say this lightly. Um, yes, it definitely seems like you have a problem. Um, but I think it's for you to figure out, man. You know, I mean, maybe the, maybe you keep doing this for years to come and maybe one day, you know, Hopefully you don't hit rock bottom before you figure out that maybe maybe a lot of this stuff is not for you. Um, not a lot to say here, right? I mean, um, there this is just a, an awakening moment. This person has to say, "I do have a problem," because right now they're saying, "I might have a problem, but I don't know yet." Um, you know, I have a friend that like that's a lot like this, where you know they constantly say things like, "Oh, I gotta stop doing this. I gotta stop doing that," but they don't want to because they don't see it as a problem. Um, they see it as a problem when they end up blacking out and coming to the next day, but they don't see it as a problem, uh, the other times, right. When, when things go well, and that's the problem is, see, you can have a night go completely well for you. Maybe you, maybe you get to dance with a cute girl. See, this is, this is one of the last times I ever drank. I had a great time. I ended up dancing with a girl, a really hot girl that was actually way out of my league. Um, you know, and, and it was, it was fun. Right. But at the same time, I, uh, you know, I remember waking up the next day saying thank you to whoever, uh, dropped me off. I realized that I walked home, could not believe that I walked home. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not a long walk, but it was about a mile. So imagine me blacked out drunk, walking a mile down the road It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it's so strange to, to think about now right i just i just sorry i, I like i i went into my went into my past for a second there uh maybe something to, to definitely work on but um you know that that night went well right there was a cute girl all that kind of stuff but you know what about the nights that don't go so well what about the nights when you lose friends what about the nights when you skip family functions what about the nights when you end up hurting yourself you know, that's something to really think about the pros and the cons. That's something that I also talk about a lot about on the podcast and on uh, my YouTube videos in general, the pros and the cons. What are the pros and the cons of this? I don't see a lot of pros for a lot of the things that you're taking. Um, let's just say that. Um, so for, uh, for a place to start at, it would probably be to figure, to admit that you have a problem, right? That's one of the first steps of AA. I can't remember what exactly the first step is. I'm pretty sure it's to admit that you have a problem, but can't think of anything else that it would be. But anyway, let's go over to the next post here. I'm stealing again. I know it's wrong. I feel like crap, but it's like I can't stop myself. It's not right, but I don't have anything to make uh, myself feel better anymore. So kleptomania is uh, something that um, 
I, I had a friend that was actually into this kind of stuff. Like it, it seemed like every time we would hang out, he would like steal something. Um, I only hang out with him like twice, but we went to school together and it was really strange. He actually, I think he, he broke up with one of his girlfriends because he was just stealing all the time. Um, and when you talk about stealing, right. What I always talk about, right. When you have something to fall back on from like drugs and stuff, I always say this, make sure it is legal. Make sure it is legal. Right. And of course, there's there's the argument to be made. Oh, well, you know, there are so many things that are illegal, like marijuana. Like, you know, I'm not saying marijuana is not for some people. I'm just saying it's not for everyone. Right. Um, So there's that argument to be made that maybe some things that are illegal should not be illegal. That's totally fine. Uh, But at the same time, you know, this stealing. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely in the illegal category. That's definitely on the frowned upon category. That's definitely infringing on somebody else's freedoms. Uh, for your own personal gain. Um, so, and listen, I think there's there's a certain aspect. Um, not to, it's not exactly the same, but I think there's some aspect of. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of those people who uh, flash people in public. You know, flashers where like uh, a guy. It's it's typically guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I can't, I can't really imagine a woman flashing and getting terrible results, right? Like, you know, like, like guys going like, ew. No, they're probably just going to be like, whoa, that's awesome. Uh, so it's typically guys that like, you know, they, they run up to girls and they they have a trench coat on, they flash them and then they run away and they just have this, um, they just have this innate, uh, and that's what gets them off is the, the startling, is the disgust, is this stuff. Um, now, the reason why I bring that up in terms of stealing is because there's this kind of rush when you're doing something wrong. It's more like I, I think the the more the correlation I was trying to make there was more the taboo, right? There's this taboo feeling that you're doing something wrong, but you're getting away with it. You're so smart, and this is something that could happen. I'm not saying this is what this person feels like, but sometimes in psychopaths, um, I learned where did I learn this from? Like Dr. Drew or Jordan Peterson? Oh, one of those people. One of the things that happens with psychopaths is that they end up. Uh, you know, they end up manipulating people. Well, as some one thing that happens with like stealing as well is that when people steal, they can be like, "Oh, well, you're so gullible. I'm kind of I'm doing you a favor by stealing off of you." Because if you're this gullible, I mean, just anybody can steal off of you. It's a very weird narcissistic way of thinking. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying this person is doing that, but I'm just saying there is a um, there there is definitely a. Uh, uh, that's definitely something to think about. Uh, and once again, I mean, this is, this could eventually get you to the point of getting in jail, right? And that's not something that you want, you know, unless you're, uh, oh, no, can't make that joke here. Anyway, uh, sorry, I, I started crossing a, uh, uh, my podcast over. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen, uh, be real careful with what your, uh, what things are, what, what your addictions bring you to. If it's something that uh, that ends up, uh, what would you say if it's something that ends up uh, infringing on somebody else else's freedoms? Then yeah, it's something you really want to check out. Even if it's not, if it's something that's hurting you, then definitely something you should check out. Um, but yeah, it'd be in, it'd be interesting to like talk to this person, see what uh, see what it, what makes them do what makes them tick. You know, I've always wanted to. By the way, I've always wanted to actually message people and see what makes them tick. Uh, but I, I, you know, I realize they're going through a tough time that I think the, one of the last things they want to do is be hit up and be like, Hey, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> that's not what I'm asking, but I feel like that's why they would, they would see that to a certain degree. 
Um, anyway, I wanted to do this one last one, even though I'm kind of running out of time here <laughs> in terms of my Bible study. Uh, let's go to the next post, uh, next and final post. So many addictions, where to start? Nicotine, weed, alcohol, porn, food, codependency. I'm two months clean from drugs and alcohol today. So that's a step in the right direction. Congratulations. I don't want to overload myself by staying, trying to solve everything at once, but God, wouldn't it be nice to start recovering from these? My sponsor says I should finish the 12 steps for drugs and alcohol. Excuse me, before I even touch nicotine, because it would be a lot to handle withdrawals and I might relapse on everything. But I really want to at least stop limit some of these other things. Nicotine is fine. I'm down to vaping with only zero to one cigs a day. Oh, awesome. But porn and food feel like they could potentially be taken care of rather soon. Uh, for those who have addictions to multiple things, do you go for it all? Do you divide and conquer? And how do you break it up? Um, so somebody on here says start with yourself. That's a little it's a little too broad. Um, what, what you want to do, think about it in this in this form, right? If you're trying to lose weight, a lot of these people end up doing the these crash diets where they end up um, then like, let's say you're eating like 3,500 calories a day, right? Um, like normally and you're not losing any weight. Um, the idea is to restrict your calories, but a lot of times people will just go down, try and go down to 2,500 calories, a whole thousand calories less than what they're used to. Um, and then they, they, they're like, oh yeah, I can totally like, this is, this is great. I can, I fixed my diet and I did this. Um, and then they end up going straight back to it. And your sponsor is absolutely right. You want to be careful with how many things you quit at the same time. For me, I quit weed first and then I ended up realizing i had to quit alcohol i quit alcohol uh about a year later so something some like it like a year later or something like that um but yeah if you quit too many things at once you're gonna start thinking to you're gonna start feeling a sense of deprivation oh i'm deprived of all of these things well i mean i you know i might as well just do do this one or do this one you want to try and nip it one thing at a time well not just one thing at a time right like obviously the the drugs and the alcohol, they go together very nicely because they go, they, they, um, they attack the same part of the brain for the most part in terms of the, the dopamine. Um, but you know, the other thing like cig like, uh, cigarettes and stuff, sounds like you're good. Um, uh, but in terms of the porn and food, uh, that's something that you should work on after you've kind of gone through the 12 steps program, after you have this firm foundation of achievement, once you have the firm foundation of achievement, you start to, you can start to build upon that. But uh, take it slowly. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, unless you have very severe, uh, some type of severe uh, health problems that are coming from this, like, right, like, you know, as I said, with that diet example before, um, sometimes if you're very heavy and you could die from your obesity, um, there is a possibility, there's a possibility they'll make you diet down to five, 1500 calories, right? Um but that's only for certain people. You know, I, I've only ever seen that mostly with people who are over 500 pounds. Um, but, you know, those are very extreme examples. For you, I definitely just celebrate the sobriety, um, you know, focus on that and then go into the other things um, and then start start taking your life back. OK, um, but like I said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You can't be looking at it like that or else you'll get tired real quick and want to go back to whatever you're doing. By the way, to any sprinters out there, uh, nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's just a just a metaphor that we like to use a lot in. Uh, typically, it's it's more for for dieting purposes, but I started using it in like addiction as well. Um, but anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me, excuse me email me when I learned how to speak uh, at g at uh, mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. 
Uh, also, I have a link to the addiction subreddit if you'd like to uh, check it out or maybe become a member of it if you are dealing with your own demons as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.